Hey, this is Keith. Or some actor playing Keith, I'm not really sure anymore. But um, we're coming to the end. The end of my Los Angeles con spree. But before I leave, I have some scores to set and discover a couple truths to be revealed. It's all going to come down to the season finale of Rideshare Episode X. It's going to drop on December 3rd. Now, until then, I want you to catch up by binge listening the first season. And I suggest that you do exactly as I say. Or you're going to miss all the fun. Hey, it's Brent Pope, the host of Breakfast with Brent Pope. You've seen me on some of your favorite TV shows saying things like, give it up, Jimmy. You got to sink this putt to win. On Breakfast with Brent Pope, I sit down with guests from the entertainment world and we do it all over breakfast. Or should I say breakfast? Every week on Breakfast, you get inside Hollywood info and tips, great breakfast wrecks and booty debates. Most of all, you get the most delightful 30 minutes of your week. So dig in. It's Breakfast time. Listen at breakfast.com, Apple Podcasts, or wherever fine podcasts are found. Welcome back to your favorite G.I. Joe podcast show, still stuck in quarantine. What the heck? This is Knowing is Half the Podcast, and I am Ray Stacanus. I am Robert Clark Chan. I'm Gina Ippolito. And we are joined by a very special guest this week, you know, uh, formerly of Top Story Weekly, a show I was in. I only say it because I have to, like it's an <laughs> obligation at this point. But now the actress, actor, what's the proper term here? Actor? Uh- I uh, I think if there's a gender neutral one, is it Actray? Actress? Is it really? I'm kidding. <laughs> Very talented performer, comedian, and you can see her in Hot City at the Pack Theater when the Pack Theater becomes viable again after the quarantine. It's mm-hmm. Lauren Scharf here once again. Thank you guys so much time. for having me <laughs> for the first time. Yes. That's right. Once <laughs> again for the first time. I can't yeah. believe you've never been on the show before. It's honestly I, I was shocking. S- so excited when Chan asked me to join. I yeah, I'm I I'm I'm happy to be here. I'm just surprised you haven't been like Ray. What the H? Why have I not been on the show yet? I assumed it was because every time I see you, I call you steak anus. <laughs> no, you're right. That yeah, had something that to do, do with it. it. Yeah, no. Nope, I was like, nope, yeah, maybe I gotta find a different name. <laughs> 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 then he'll let me on his podcast. <laughs> Lord, we're watching. I mean, I'm sure you never watched Super President when you were younger. Uh, but no. what were some of the cartoon shows, especially some of the weird ones that you remember from when you were real young? Uh, I don't. I, I I think they all blended together. So as far as weird, they all they all could very well have been weird. But I loved Powerpuff Girls, Dexter's Lab. Um, I did the Sunday morning cartoon, so I'd watch all the Bugs Bunny and Tom and Jerry. Uh, did you say yeah. Sunday morning? Saturday. So, oh, did I say Sunday? Oh, the morning? Sunday morning. The Veggie Tales. The Bible Man. It's, it's, so the thing is, I'm Jewish. So Saturdays we had to keep the TV off. So I guess I was just written. No, I'm. I'm absolutely joking. We. I. I would. <laughs> you, I did you DVR it back then? DVR yeah. Well, watch Sunday morning. We had a we had a VCR where we would uh we would oh Arthur that was that was probably the Arthur. least weird oh. cartoon I watched. Um, that's we, what more. is the what is the premise of Arthur? He's an aardvark and he's a kid. I, I think it's, it's, it's that's it. It's Bojack Horseman, uh, but not fucked up. What? It's literally he's just what? It's just he's just an aardvark. There's no he's not magic or anything. It's just a, a little kid. No, it's, it's just anthropomorphized. It's, you know, hey, it's oh, a wonderful sucks. time of day where we can learn to work and play and get along with each other. <laughs> 
That's also, what Arthur is. Back in the 90s, like Arthur was in a famous TV show. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, yeah, I need to go back to this part where you think that Arthur is a, some variant <laughs> of BoJack Horseman. Which I, It's because it's all uh, anthropomorphic uh, animals. Uh-huh. Uh, or at least they, they're they're walking on two feet and they're all yeah, they're bipedal co, co coexisting with each other yeah. mm-hmm. and uh, that's that's that I mean there are also they're also human there are humans in BoJack I don't maybe there aren't humans in Arthur but but it's just yeah it, it follows the life of a kid but this kid just happens to be an uh, an aardvark and. So you posit that there is a possibility that we one day we could have a BoJack Horseman episode <laughs> yeah. where he there, ends up in yeah, some small yeah. town, Arthur. meets a kid, gives him cocaine, kid goes spinning out, <laughs> grabs his uh, uh, parent's car and like crashes it into a pole, killing himself and his little sister DW. See, that I would watch. Yeah. Why are you talking and why are you not writing this spec down right now? <laughs> that like that uh, I would watch. But, this, but I don't know. How, how do you? So how would you pick? How do you pitch Arthur? Do you just say like, "Oh, it's just normal crap that kids." It was do. on PBS for it's God's sake, Tina. You don't oh, have to make okay. it edgy. All right, never mind. Like- I love it. Never mind. I love He's it. He's got a lucky pencil. Okay, I'm I'm back in. I'm back in. PBS. I'm back in. Please, I love PBS. Keep Christ, them. you don't have to have chainsaw rape in every cartoon, Gina. Mm. Yeah, the standards of practice people say you need one per episode. (laughs) Yeah, that's the only way people stick around to season three, at least. That's true. It was the most shocking part of the unicorn finale of season (laughs) one. (laughs) All right, I'm back on board now that I know that it's PBS. I'm back on. I'm gonna start (laughs) watching it. Everyone, donate to PBS, please. Yeah. Uh, So, like, in regards to the cartoon that we're watching, I posted something on my uh, uh, Facebook page about, like, give me two cartoons and make me choose. And uh, one of my friends, Enrique Costa, said Super President or the Super Six. And I had heard of the Super Six. I had no idea that this movie, the Super President, existed. So I went and looked it up. I'm like, oh, yeah, uh, these are the guys that did the Pink Panther cartoons. I love that. It's from like 1963. Okay, that's a thing. This is it's about a, a yeah, yeah, uh, and it's about a president who is also a superhero. Yeah, but people don't know that he's a superhero. Yeah, but also his name is Super President. Yeah, that's his. Well, his name's Jim Molcross. Molcross. I was trying something. to get figure out his last name. Yeah. By the way, can I can I point something out? So we watched three episodes of this. They were each like six and a half minutes. Yeah. I I don't think that there was a woman in any episode. I was going to say the exact same thing, Gina. I was like, wow, this like negative passes the Bechtel test. Yeah. Like, I don't even think they were seen in passing. Guys, guys, guys I, the monster of the atoll was clearly female. Come on. Like, I don't even Come think on. like why he was there, a mutant. There are like villagers in the background and even they are not women. Like there is not a single drawn woman to the point where I was like, is this, was this some sort of like weird edict? Because you would at some point accidentally sketch a woman. Yeah. I would at some point draw an effeminate man and someone would assume it's a woman (laughs) and just like give it the name Sally. And then you'd be like, oh shit, you know what? That was an accident, but I guess we could keep it. I actually at one point was trying to think I was like, wait, was this just before women were featured in cartoon? Like I was obviously I knew as soon as I had that thought, I was like, that's not true. There are plenty of women in like 
cartoons from the t- whatever from the 20s but M- much like the uh, okapi in africa which is only found about a hundred years ago because it was in hiding the first female cartoon character was not seen until 1971 and right. as we the all- 60s as we all know as we all know betty boop was a man <laughs> dressed like a woman so like, yeah, it still holds very appropriating <laughs> It didn't matter, though, because Jerry was his damsel in distress. Oh, my God. Oh, we'll yeah, we'll talk about that's Jerry. Thing. Like, like <laughs> at, that's what I realized. I, I realized he is the olive oil. Yeah. That is correct. And, and it was an interesting choice because, like, he, he does. He plays the woman on the train tracks in, in every old movie. And it's the same plot for all three episodes, just with slight details Shaded in, it was a very confusing. And I, I mean, not complex at all. I was just like, "How? What is this?" Well, for the people at home, here's a brief overview. We're all at home. Yeah, thank you. (laughs) That's a great point. Uh, Super President was a Saturday morning cartoon show in the late 1960s that went on for just over a year, and they made 30 episodes of it. Super President tells the stories of James Norcross. Uh, that was his name, Jim Norcross. And he uh, hold on a sec. Hold on a sec. Ray, I are you pulling on your uh, uh, microphone? Not touching it at all. And your boomer is somebody. I, I also heard oh, that, that. might have been me. I'm sorry. Okay. I'm trying to pull it closer. I'll stop. Oh, gotcha. Gotcha. Okay, cool. Cool. Uh, sorry. Uh, I'll hit that off. again. Super President was a Saturday morning cartoon back in the late 1960s that lasted for just over a year. They made 30 episodes of it, and it tells the story of President Jim Norcross, who, due to a, I believe, a cosmic storm or a galactic something, some sort of an event, a Hulk-style <laughs> event, he got superpowers in that he has the uh, super strength as well as the ability to transmute his body into other properties, which is a common way that they kind of go about his deal. And the exciting part about this superhero is that his name is Super President, and his alter ego secret identity is the President of the United States of America. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You know what? I'm not going to lie. This is actually like a cool superpower that we haven't seen much of like there's you know there's there's luke cage who has super hard skin basically the absorbing man crusher creel oh yeah Marvel. okay from from agents of shield uh <laughs> yeah well he's originally I mean, a spider-man first, character yeah. but yes yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> but my that's... first thought was uh was alex mack <laughs> she's just able to change her body into a liquid form and i'm like oh, oh yeah I'm... yeah that's true yeah Cre- creel is a good is a good example but it's not so common that like you're like oh yeah there i can list 10 people off the top of my head sure uh but I, and and i started thinking like how could you other than being a superhero i think this is about all superpowers how could i use this for personal gain <laughs> and i couldn't i couldn't really come up with anything like i was like well what you know like you can't take chunks off of yourself like you can't turn yourself into gold and then shave a few pieces of gold off yourself and take it to the bank cuz that's still on, you Gina. so it didn't hurt the- you Form of butts? No, but it's what? not. You're not. You. Turn he would turn into skin. Into butts. He's not. You're... No, he's not turning into butts. He's turning into the material that forms a butt. Also, they're not Wonder Twins, Ray. Totally different power. <laughs> yeah, the Wonder Twins could form, uh, could take the form of a butt, or two butts if you if you want. Or a butt made of water, I think. Yeah, but like this guy, if he said <laughs> I'm going to turn into a butt, he would just turn into skin. 
There was a brief moment where in this in the first episode, I think, where he's like, I'll turn myself into acid. I was like, oh, yeah. Ah. And this was before I was aware of his superpower. So I was like, wait, what does he say? Oh, acid. OK. Yeah. I, like, Got it. Like acid is like one of those things that if you decided to be a criminal, that would come in handy. You could just acid your way through shit and then steal people's stuff. Mm-hmm. But like in terms of just, oh, I'm I'm like, you know, flight obviously comes in handy because, oh, if you're late for work, you can go and you can avoid traffic and blah, 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 invisibility, all this stuff. But I was tr- having a real hard time coming up with ways that this would be useful in a day-to-day scenario. Yeah. So well, I mean, anyone has any suggestions. Apparently <laughs> it was uh, useful enough for him to become president of the United States. No, this yeah. happened to him after he was president. Clearly. Did it really? Yeah. And and this is what's crazy about it, because even in this first episode, the, the enemy, the criminal, the monster calls him in the Oval Office on his private line. So I'm wondering exactly how good the secret identity is. Other in other episodes, <laughs> nobody knows who he is. But in that one, the guy's calling him on the phone. Well, no, he he picks up uh, the radio that the dude uh, who's protecting the molecular disintegrator uh, uh, had on him. So he didn't uh, call him, did he? I thought he called him on the phone. I don't know, but I I do know that I would totally fuck this president. Like, he's a (laughs) sexy man. Oh my yeah, God. he looked damn good in a suit. Yeah, yeah, oh, like, like I, I, he's a he's an attractive president and an attractive superhero. He looks my, like Mike Pence to me. Am I crazy? Yes, oh, you're no, absolutely no. crazy. You're crazy. <laughs> you're one of those guys who pretends he like can't tell if men are attractive, aren't you? I think you're Mike like, Pence no. just has a very cartoony face in general. Well, Mike Pence <laughs> has tried to outlaw the X Men at least once every five years for a long time. <laughs> yeah, Mike Pence is not. Like he's, I mean, maybe if he wasn't Mike Pence, he would be attractive. But this is like a blonde, all-American guy. Mike Pence is like a is a super super like it's a comic book villain. Like he looks like a comic book villain. This I mean, guy looks fair. like a, a a hot hero. It's the white hair that I think uh, gets the Pence uh, comparison. I'm getting it. And also, I believe he has very regressive uh, policies in office. I would say. Oh no doubt, record, no doubt. Yeah. This is not a liberal. I'm going to say right now, this is a very <laughs> regressive 1960s Nixon era conservative. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think we all can agree on his policies in that regard, based on what we've seen in these with. Look at Jerry. Yeah. Wait, Pence is going to be so sad when he hears this episode of our podcast, guys. He does <laughs> listen regularly. He listens a lot. Him. Yeah, he's told me. Yeah. He's going to love this cartoon, though, because there's no women in it. So he can't accidentally be alone <laughs> with any women in this cartoon. <laughs> I yeah, actually can did have, have lunch with this cartoon and not have a problem. I did have the <laughs> thought of like, I wonder if Donald Trump is aware or, or any president has ever seen this series. Uh, I think that they probably show it to them the day that they're inaugurated. Like, yeah, <laughs> a yeah, part yeah. of orientation. <laughs> yeah. Because I'm like, I feel like it might set some sort of. Uh, ideals in their head of like, yeah, yeah, that's me. Especially with someone like Trump, they're like, that's that's me. I'm he. I'm a wartime super president. Trump would probably say it was written about him, even though it was written in 1968. <laughs> he would be like, this is this is a great show. They modeled it after me. Yeah, I was going to say, here's your Area 51 file. Here's your secret file on the JFK assassination, and here's all 30 episodes of Super President. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome Which to is actually based on a real president. That's right. Uh, this is actually based on Gerald Ford. I don't know if you guys knew that. That's wait, is it? No, is it not. really? No. Okay. 
<laughs> Gerald Ford was president far after this. Oh, not far after this. I mean, a bit after this. Yeah, maybe uh, uh, seven years after. Yeah. I, mm-hmm. I don't have the time, the uh, president uh, timeline in front of me. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, Ford Ford was pre pre. This was this was nineteen sixty eight. Ford was pre Reagan post. Wait, was this sixty eight or sixty three? Uh, it was it was sixty seven. The cartoon. Oh, okay. yeah, I got that wrong. Sixty seven to sixty eight. Okay. Yeah. there it is. So, guys, let's talk a little bit about some of these episodes because um the episode the three episodes that we watched and, and Chan, thank you for finding. This clip, it's six episodes in the video. We watched the first three. These are not episodes one, two, and three. Uh, I believe I looked at the, the episode guide, and these are like episodes nine, 12, and 14 or something. So these are sort of right in the middle. This is not meant to be an introduction to the character by any stretch of the imagination. Ah, uh, okay. I thought, I thought, okay. That makes more sense. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. These are it well felt like there's a lot of catching up to do. Yeah, so much. This first episode is called Man of Steel, and they they knew what they were doing. Yeah. They knew what they were doing. <laughs> yeah. But also, am I am I like did I just did I go into a coma in the first 2 minutes of this? Like do they explain how Steel Man <laughs> what he no. is and what he's doing there? Like here's the thing, if you have a show where the premise is there's a freak storm or something or whatever it is freak meteor shower or whatever is the premise for giving the president his powers but then you also have other crazy crap happening (laughs) that is too much too much at once yeah like i I feel like they need to pick one thing and stick with it is there a freak storm that turned everyone weird or is this is this like a planet where there's a lot of crazy crap happening and the electrical storm doesn't even rank yeah, like you need your Iron Man before you get to the Avengers Assemble. Yeah, exactly. Well, exactly. Or, or like on, or like on Misfits, which Chan, I think we we watched through season two, right? Yeah. Or maybe we did a little bit of season three. Like everything sort of relates back to that one storm that gave them their powers. Like everyone else they encounter also got their powers from that one event. There weren't well, multiple weird things going. Yeah, on. Yeah, right? but the Steel Man is. Um... Like he's not a he's I don't think he's super powered. I think he's a robot or a guy in a robot suit or I think he's a guy oh. in a role. I think he's a guy in a robot suit that gives him super strength and gives him equivalent oh. superhero power. But I don't think he's a super powered individual. Oh, I thought it was a sentient robot. Yeah, that's what I thought. I was getting mad Shape of Water vibes from this guy. Where <laughs> Wait, was you like, wanted to was... fuck the robot? Yes. <laughs> That's all I could think. First, I see the president, and I'm like, yes, I want to get on that cartoon. Yeah, and then I yeah. see the robot, and I'm like, oh, forget about that. I need something hard. Oh, also, God. also, weirdly enough, the robot still has a fish penis. Yeah, yeah. It's He's a, he's a mutant, and we dealt with mutants in, in other episodes, too. So it's a theme of the series. Yeah, he, mean, like here's the thing: if this is if this was if this was the X Men, then it would be like, okay, anyone at any time can be a mutant, you know, like this this gene can activate at some point. But if you're going to start out a cartoon by saying, hey, this guy is weird because there was a weird freak storm, and then you're also going to have monsters on islands and mutants and and maybe sentient robots, like the thing, <laughs> in, I need a little bit more explaining. Well, I will say this. This cartoon in its time was regarded as dog shit. 
So oh, I don't think God. they cared at all. Okay. And it's not like, uh, yeah, like this was, it's not like all cartoons were this bad at the time. This was exceptionally bad in a time when cartoons were not great to begin with. Superheroes had not reached the, um, the illustrious heights that they have today. There was no MCU back then and no, um, I don't know, Pink Panther cinematic universe, I guess, no. for this one. Superheroes were not mainstream uh-huh, yet. Uh-huh. They were mainly seen as four kids. And so, guys, these are yeah. six and a half minute episodes. They're not going into deep backstories. <laughs> literally anything. I demand a three-parter. <laughs> um, so literally your backstory is we've got a gigantic steel man and his size changes throughout the episode. I was very confused as to how big he actually was. Because sometimes they portray him seemingly as a, a, like large, like two stories tall. And other times he was slightly taller than Jerry. Oh, I bet <laughs> in real life he's slightly this. taller than Jerry. But on his yeah. dating app, he puts that he is taller than a building. <laughs> I feel like he's just a grower, not a shower. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <yep. laughs> <laughs> well, he's uh, uh, he's decided he wants to get uh, was it army secrets? Uh, uh, so his gigantic steel man is having a reign of terror, and Mister Super President has not been able to bring him in just yet. So Wait, he they, wants army secrets. That's yeah, he, <laughs> army no. secrets from the army secret base <laughs> that somehow he okay. knows about. We don't get any information about how he gets this info, but Super President's like, oh, steel man, I can tell you where he's going next. The super secret army secret base to get the molecular. Uh, de- what is it? Molecular disintegrator. Obviously, oh. that's his next stop. Right. Okay. I apparently blacked out for everything except for thinking about having sex with the president, <laughs> and, and then and then the part where Steel Man really just messes Jerry up, like just really hits him upside the head. Clearly, would have killed him. <laughs> yeah, I thought I thought Jerry was dead in the in the first minute there. <laughs> Those were my two takeaways. Hot president Jerry is dead. You know that someone's going to take a clip of you saying, I blacked out all I remember is wanting to have sex with the president. (laughs) And you're going to be on every alt-right board. (laughs) Yeah, when I I run for president eight years from now and Trump is still president because he's refused to yield, (laughs) that, that will absolutely be my undoing. Oh, no. So yeah, so they have an elaborate plan in this in this top secret army base that has seemingly no guards. Uh, they put Jerry <laughs> next to the thing, and Super President's just sort of watching. I was really confused over this plan because Steel Man comes in. He, as you said, dominates Jerry, and uh, and so Super President, watching from afar, turns on the alarm system. So Steel the Man al- says, "I gotta go." <laughs> Back in the day, too, like this is so far back that this is what the alarm sounds like. Blasted! I've got to get out of here. Ding, 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 ding. No, like whack, whack, or even like a wow. Someone, someone has like a tiny little hammer and a bell, and they're just whacking it as quickly as they can. It's crazy because Steel Man has like been like running through like operations and stealing money and whatever, doing whatever he wants. And all of a sudden he hears an alarm and he's like, fuck this. I am out of here. <laughs> Look, we are all instilled with a deep sense of uh, uh, community rules. And if I heard if I was doing something illegal and I heard an alarm, I would absolutely freak out. Yeah. Yeah, but you're not wearing a steel man outfit. You can't see me. You know what? I take it all back. I apologize. Mm. 
If you are indestructible and invulnerable, you're saying that the only thing that would stop you would be someone dinging on a bell. Yeah, yeah. It just because it's so ingrained in me that like that means that you need to you need to pull over to the side of the road <laughs> so and I, wait I would, wait for the acquiesce. fire truck to pass you. Yeah, yeah I would acquiesce. <laughs> I think we just don't have it in us to be super villains. Gina. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, clearly, because I can't, I can't figure out how to use this power for my own gain. I clearly don't have it in me. I think it'll come to you by the end of this episode. I really do. We're going to check back on you, Gina, at okay. the end, and you're going to have this figured out. I'm convinced. Okay. <laughs> um, so, okay. So Jerry gets taken, gets taken prisoner, and he's like the advisor to the president. <laughs> And still nobody can figure out. They see Jerry was super president. They're like, well, he hangs out with this advisor to the president. He's super president. I can't place it. I can't figure this one out, dude. He's just still in a suit. He still calls him Jim, too. He doesn't even say, like, super president. No, no, no. President Jim Norcross. Maybe they think he's like... Maybe they think he's like the president of Mexico or something like that. Like they don't know which president. Which There's a president, lot of places yeah. with, or maybe he's the president of Kinkos. Like they don't, they There's, don't know. No, here's the thing. Your uh, uh, aunt Lena has a friend that she's lived with for 20 years and she's not married. She just lives with her friend and uh, nobody thinks about it until like, um, uh, she dies and then you know someone's like wait you didn't realize that she was a lesbian and was living with her lover for the past 20 years when people so, see Jerry they're like yeah he's just like the advisor man he just hangs around and when super president dies it'll be like oh they were gay Yeah, I they, there's just hard. a blindness it. it's blind to it Okay, I do have one idea. You could turn yourself in, like into the whatever material makes up the softest animal, and then just pet yourself. Okay, what, okay. isn't that we'll just masturbation? <laughs> That's furry masturbation. That's yeah, uh. different. It's a specific <laughs> subgroup. Look, I'm grasping at straws here. I want to find out how this benefits me. You could turn yourself into straws, Gina. How about that? <laughs> That and you could just it, grasp yourself. I full on wanted to be Alex Mack when I would watch that show because I'd be like, man, think of how many conversations about myself I would get to hear. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as I leave a room, people start talking about me. That's definitely happening and it's not at all my anxiety, right? I guess if you locked yourself out of the bu- your building, you could turn yourself into gas or liquid. I'm think- Now I'm thinking of, of the what was it? The Curious World of... Alex uh, Mack, Benjamin the, Button, yeah, something the, the the something world of Alex Mack. I don't let's Google it. Gina, wait a minute. You locked yourself out of your apartment, so you need to turn <laughs> yourself into liquid or gas, something to feed under the door. The oh, okay. I thought you had like to go get a key. Mack. You secret had to turn yourself into Alex gas. Mack. Gina refuses to call a locksmith. <laughs> it's like I will turn myself into gas before I call that son of a bitch. Okay, turning myself into gas is free. Calling a locksmith t- costs money. Oh yeah, yeah. AAA, come on, let's go. Triple A, Triple A does it for free, and I didn't even know that. So one time I yeah. got locked out oh of my, my car, God. and I did call a locksmith, and it was three hundred dollars. Stop it! I was so mad at myself for one oh. second of work. For one, for, yeah, for just like sliding a credit card in my car in my car door. Ugh. Uh, the worst. Okay, so this, well, is where, this of, is where being. But I do get locked out a lot, so I've climbed into many windows <laughs> in my lifetime. 
<laughs> Speaking of which, Jerry has been taken prisoner. Yes. And he is he is he is uh, uh, tied to this chair thing and they release his mouth long enough for him to say uh what is it pass my love to uncle uh Hardy? <laughs> <laughs> And of course, I know, and that's then it closes signal. by itself. Too. <laughs> yes, sir. Tell Uncle Hardy not to worry. I'll catch enough. Yeah. Tell Uncle then, Hardy. Now, here we go. And then it's, the it's, it, yeah, the great walkthrough after that for him to uh, figure it out. I liked this. By then, seals will die. Tell Uncle Hardy. What can that mean? Hardy. Andy Hardy, Laurel and Hardy. That's <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> it was, There's a Mount oh, Laurel. I Park. liked it. Yeah, when that happened, I was Poor like, Laurel. "Oh, this is a comedy." <laughs> <laughs> I got real yeah. Adam West Batman vibes because that would have happened like right at the exact same time zone as when this cartoon came out, and I think that's what they were going for. Yeah, the old Frank Gorshin Riddler solving. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I feel like, Batman like I like stuff like this where this leads to that leads to this. Yeah, it reminds me of like Michael Scott's way of remembering people's names. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just improv games before that's what we called them. <laughs> All right, we're gonna do a fucking pattern opening. Jesus Christ, uh, Hardy, Lauren Hardy, Point. <laughs> Ironworks. Okay, go. We're going to an ironworks near Point Laurel. Obviously, that's what he meant by uh, tell Uncle Hard- Hardy not to worry. Uh, so, okay. <laughs> if you so, seek <laughs> Amy. Sewer <laughs> <laughs> President goes into the ironworks and he gets caught in a trap. It's a like room trap that seals off and, and lifts him in the air or something. And it turn- it spins real fast so it becomes hot and welds the whole thing together. <laughs> I'm not exactly sure the science on this, Chan. You know you could- science. Yeah, you could just get a goddamn welder and weld it shut. But that's not fun, Chan. Thank you. Thank is you. this I is this fun? <laughs> spinning <laughs> around so fast. Anything involving spinning that is not uh, from too much alcohol is always fun. Fair enough. <laughs> And also the former. Let's go ahead and just put that on the list as well. Uh, so he turns himself into acid. We've talked around this a little bit. And he acids his way out the side of the trap to save Jerry. How exciting. So Steel Man has stolen the Omnicar, which is his like vehicle. Now he can fly, so I don't know exactly what he needs an Omnicar for, but there it is. And, and Steel Man steals it. He tries to run away. And um, guys, if, if Steel Man is trying to run away and drive away in your Omni car. What's the obvious thing that you would clearly find at the steelworks in order to (laughs) stop this from happening and save the day? A giant ass magnet that is controlled by a crank by a fucking hand crank. There's no buttons. There's no like uh, uh, levers to move uh, numbers to input. It's just, just crank that thing until it turns. Yeah, and it's it's a U-shaped magnet. Famously, U-shaped metal magnets need to be turned on in order to work. <laughs> hey, it's the '60s, man. Well, this is an electromagnet because he turns okay. himself into the yes. element of electricity to Correct. power it up, and That's he ends up making cool. it triple the power. So, Gina, think about that—triple the power. Yeah. Also, like, could I get? Would this lower my electric bill? 
Is that how this would help me? <laughs> I mean, I, I guess so. you stick your fingers into the uh, plug and just like give it electricity. That's how electricity works, right? I bet you would oh, never need to charge yeah. your phone. Oh, that's oh. a good point. That's yeah, a you good plug point. your phone charger into his nose and like your uh, your uh, surge protector into his butt. I mean, I, I don't think, think you works. understand the logistics of this commercial, Ray, and it's making me matter than your soda consumption. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, wait a minute, furry. You're not going to talk about my <laughs> soda consumption. It's a lot. I drink a lot of soda. <laughs> um, okay, so weirdly enough, the magnet affects only Steel Man and not the car itself. So it pulls I, Steel yeah. Man from the car. I was trying to figure out what the Omnicar is made of that it's not affected by this magnet. Well, I think it slowed the Omnicar, but because he's more metal, he more got metal. pulled out of it. More metal than the car. I'm, I'm not going to defend anything that happens <laughs> in the show. And he gets stuck <laughs> yeah. to the magnet, and then they call the authorities to take him in. And they like high five each other, and that's the that's part one. That's the episode. <laughs> yeah, they had a fun little moment where it's like the end of one scene, and Super President's like, "Tell him we we've got him hanging around." And then it, yeah. it, it like exact yeah, next line in the first scene in the next scene is just like, huh, "Let's say he'll be hanging out for a while." And I'm uh, like, no, they actually change it up. Getting away, he's decided to stick around for a while. <laughs> <laughs> And they laugh like it's a joke. Yeah, I was like oh. trying to see. I was like, is it funny that he stole his joke? <laughs> yeah, no, it's a di- it, though. You're right. And it, neither of them are very good. No. They're not directly magnet related. Like, I guess he's sort of hanging. Uh, but then like. It's fine. Yeah. So you one thing that we did that we really found his polar opposite. I don't know. Okay, I, I would be into that. Okay. Yeah. All right. sure. Now suddenly that show becomes a 10 out of 10 on IMDb. <laughs> <laughs> um, the thing I, we didn't talk about because it's really it's hard in an audio medium, but the the animation of when they were running, when they were running away, it's like their arms just like barely hang at their sides and flap left and right as they're just running. And it's real. Oh, weird. that seemed pretty on par with me to animate, like uh, yeah, to me with animation of the time. Like if you look cheap at animation like, in the sixties, yeah, especially Ooh. like if you look at like who's the ape, like uh, not grape ape, but like the that that big ape that wears a little hat he runs and his arms are at his side like that cartoon i and mcgilla and also, gorilla mcgilla gorilla also McGill the stones that's how they that's how they ran this this animation, yeah. like out of all the things that were that were bad about it the animation seemed on par with the time yeah i mean most of the time the animation didn't bother me it was just whenever we had the running scenes because jerry can't run without his tie flapping in his face and his little <laughs> arms working like twice as hard as the rest of his body and then when the actual uh, uh man of steel the actual steel man was running his arms just i don't he can't even explain it you know like you know those those things that are on the, the physicist desk with the five balls and then you drop a one newton's and it cradle ball out. yeah those things and his arms were sort of just like doing that left and right as he was running in a different direction <laughs> and it was weird it was Here's, just guys watch the episode it's weird i mean the thing is uh if we saw jerry in real uh life that's probably how he would run mm-hmm. so i don't think it's an animation mistake i think the animators knew a guy who ran like that and, and was like let's figure out how to make that look <laughs> it was literally based on somebody in the office that's usually yeah. how it works they were just making fun of him like whose name was terry guy. Yeah. <laughs> well guys let's talk about the second episode uh monster of the atoll oh boy oh, this monster. is not racist at all hey guys mm. that was my first question is this racist yes 
it it could not it could not be made today. But then a lot of this couldn't be made today because <laughs> it's just not good. <laughs> <laughs> now, yeah, because you don't get this is a popular thing in the six, especially like early, like the Johnny Quest era of animation and stuff was going to the island and meeting the natives and their witch doctors, and that is not a thing we do anymore because no. it is mostly upsetting. Yeah. yeah. So oh, but we're doing it here. We do episodes that are coming to mind right now. Where like they <laughs> yeah. use that same mask that looks like a kind of a lion head. Yeah. Even even G.I. Joe did that a couple of times. <laughs> but I think they at least tried to be tasteful about it. But it was a, it was a trope of an, an another time, of another generation, we'll say. <laughs> uh so here we go. So we meet uh the island of Tantico. Tanic. Tanatu sounds right. Yeah, Yeah. something like that. Who cares? And uh, we meet the witch doctor and we meet his uh, uh, Campula, which is his monster of the atoll. Okay, great. They smash a radar tower on the uh, island and it's in the Pacific because they make a point to tell us that. So Super President says that's five of these towers that have gone down in this small island that we need for a tactical position in United States interests. Mm -hmm. Shades of Pearl Harbor. We need to know this stuff's coming. I get where you're going. And so we get to get in the Omnicar. We're going to this island. Sure. Yeah. Uh, this I understand better than Steel Man. <laughs> yeah. They actually tried yep. to justify a little bit here by saying we could send an actual team to investigate, but then, you know, that's going to raise the, the status of this island. We really kind of have this island as a secret base. We have a little mm. setup with the natives who live there, and it's not really public. And, and also, Super President was the guy who installed the five radar dishes. Obviously. Nobody else or something. Sure, People so know about know. this thing already. I wonder what happens if, if there's like a press conference in the middle of a press conference, a monster attacks and super president has to figure out a way to like excuse himself from the press conference to save the world. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I just, yeah. his watch just suddenly goes off mid press conference. So he just, yeah, I have to, I have to do something very important. And then like two minutes later, he's on like all, all the cameras as super president. And they're like, Whoa, I wish the president was here to see this super president. <laughs> <laughs> super president you should have met the oh he just left oh he's such a great wow. guy too <laughs> you guys would really get along you have similar hair tell him jerry <laughs> oh, jerry. jerry you've been here the whole time <laughs> oh lord okay so they, they get to the island and they see something's been attacking the natives okay so they know there's a monster or something and jerry gets his butt kidnapped and of course, of course, this U.S. aligned territory <laughs> grabs a, the white man and they make a point of talking about the white man. They've got theories and philosophy involving the white man in this island. But they, they make it not- clear that they're friends and that the white man has always been nice to them. That yep. is correct. They've got a lot they want to say about the white the man. have <laughs> always been our friends. That is... Patently not the case. Propaganda. (laughs) (laughs) So, of course, unfortunately, Jerry's going to be human sacrificed because what else would happen to Jerry? Human sacrifice to the Atal monster, to Kampula. So, yeah, this all holds up. So, here we go. The super president shows up and says, sacrifice me to your gods instead and to make them happy instead of Jerry. And if my powers are greater than your belief, your faith, in your, let's face it, fake gods, then I, then you have to let us all go, and we're cool. And they're like, yeah. So they set him on fire in like a Joan of Arc-style barbecue. 
And <laughs> so he turns his body into water. water. See, I was going to guess fire, because if you turn your body into fire, you can merge with the fire and then be fine when the fire goes out. Well, this is why you're not super president material, Ray. <laughs> you have to I, show I, I, that you dominated all of the natives. So you yeah. put out the fire. You can't just join the fire. This is why I'm super secretary of commerce at best. <laughs> you're the Jerry here, Ray. I think yeah, we can all I, agree. I think, I think you're you're giving yourself way too much credit, Ray. At the risk <laughs> of asking what might be a dumb question, it, 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 could he turn himself into fire? Because water is like an actual element. And like earlier, we see him turn into acid and he turns into gas. He turned into electricity. So. Oh, yeah. Okay. I got to believe he can he can pull that. He can just turn into literally any anything. There's I think, 30 I think, episodes of this thing that got made, and they had to do at least one different thing every yeah. time. So, yeah. I think the rule here is that if it was a gremlin type in Gremlins 2, he can turn into it. <laughs> I like it. Yep. <laughs> That's, yeah. that, you know what? Yeah. The only question is, can he turn himself into love like one of the Power Rangers? Whoa. Well, it's not power, not power Rangers, the Captain this? Planet. That's what I'm thinking of, the Captain Planets, Planeteers. <laughs> there was no Captain Planet that turned into love. No, the power the, was one heart. One of the rings was with, that's the power of heart, love. Yeah, that's not love. I'm sure he What do you think the power himself? of heart refers to? Courage, man. One thing I noticed is that he always, like, in order to turn into something, there was it would zoom in on his chest and there would be a little vibration, a hot second mm. before he turns into the thing. But then to transition back, it was like a snap your fingers kind of thing. So actually, Ooh. going back to the first episode, when he came out of that cube and he launched at Jerry, I thought he was still acid and I thought it was <laughs> a totally different ending. No, no. That <laughs> was a Jerry's like, no. You forgot to change back. <laughs> I would he ends up like s- that uh, that guy in RoboCop who gets hit by the car at the end. Uh, <laughs> I would turn myself into Jello Jiggler material. Okay. Yeah. To, okay. To, to, to what end? Just for fun. <laughs> Again, this is very Alex Mack vibes. <laughs> yeah. You're telling me that you would, if someone right now is like, hey, Chan, do you want me to turn you into a Jello Jiggler? But like, I'll turn you back. There's no danger. Uh-huh. You would say no? 100%. A. You're uh, a crazy person. <laughs> a. I, uh, let's start out with the fact that like that doesn't even sound like fun. I yes. jiggle plenty enough already because I'm fat. <laughs> I don't need to be turned into friggin' oh jello God. jigglers. <laughs> Second, all it would remind me of the entire time would be Bill Cosby going, jigglers, jigglers, which yes, is horrifying. He ruined pudding pops. <laughs> yes, true. he did. Aww, Three, true. I don't trust anybody to turn me into jello, much less turn me back. Are you, is there anybody <laughs> so this, in the this, world? This is about your trust issues, not about whether or not you think it's it's fun. I mean, wow. we're down to number three before we get to my trust issues. So, <laughs> like, I feel I like I'm that. in pretty safe ground here. If somebody has the power to turn you into jiggling green jello, I'm happy they're asking for consent before just doing it. <laughs> they're not. But the thing is, they don't need your consent. No, they if don't, they can do it, they're going to do it regardless. Yeah, but the fact they're asking, I mean, even if they're going to do it anyway, at least I feel taken care of. <laughs> <laughs> so did all of Cosby's women. Oh, dear. Oh. Chan, no, bad. <laughs> bad, Chan. No. Oh, we're going to get arrested. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, pudding pops. Moving forward. So, uh, okay, Super President's free. And this episode's almost over. So this one is not as plot heavy as Man of Steel was. (laughs) So 
So he's free. Witch Doctor freaks out. He blows his horn to summon the giant monster. And the giant monster grabs Super President. And there's a lot of punching. And I mean, like lots of punching. And Super President does a lot of punching. And he punches the monster and then punches him again and uh, wins the battle. And I just wrote here, science. Yeah, well, they're going to tranquilize the monster after he's knocked out. Uh, So there's your science. That's right there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Are they going to do horrible experiments on that monster? 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. I'm not on board. I don't see any way around it. I don't like this. (laughs) He says, like, we got my science team here to go and study this thing. So, yeah, he's cut open. Hey, maybe we'll get lucky and uh, Shape of Water Lady will come back and fall in love with the monster and they'll live happily forever after. See now, this I can get a shape of water vibe off of the the <laughs> robot. I, I'm not seeing that. Wait, you don't see, he... it looks like or it looks like the the creature from the lagoon. He looks like one of those creatures. He did, yes, yes. Do we think that he could turn half his body into something in the other? Like, could he turn one hand into silly putty and the other hand <laughs> into newspaper? I feel like it's an all or where, nothing kind of a deal. Yeah. With this where are you going with this, Gina? <laughs> yeah, I'll hear you out. She wants to fuck this president so bad. <laughs> I'm, I'm, what I'm hearing one hand into a pocket vagina and the other hand. <laughs> See, I would I would have expected like maybe uh half peanut butter, half jelly. Then, you know, like he slather himself all over uh, Jerry is the bread, you know. Oh, OK. Oh OK. I'm not getting that image I, back. I got to admit, I really hate Jerry. He's the worst. <laughs> Fuck Jerry. He's the worst. Now we are two episodes in. Still no women. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, he, mean I, I really think he was like his character was meant to be a woman, but then they were like, no yeah. woman would ever be working at the hand of the president. Yeah, <laughs> or they or they did some like or someone said some bullshit thing like, oh, uh, little girls don't like cartoons with action in them. Well, yeah. this definitely feels like an era where they would say that like. Uh, this is specifically for little boys because they they want superheroes and they want punching yeah. and they're spies and uh, if you add any women I, I did see uh, a woman's name in the uh, voice credits so somewhere in these 30 episodes there is a woman at least June, June <laughs> Foray yeah, yeah. Oh, really? Uh, the and someone else too. Yeah, and Rocky and oh, cool. and, yeah. and, and Witch Hazel yeah. oh hells yeah uh, but I, th- I think uh, in general, th- that was the idea was that like a boy would see a woman in this thing and they're they're aiming for such a young age that they don't even want one that would just like, oh, boobies. What is that about? They just want like like a, f- a six year old kid who's just like, wow, flying, punching or like um, my kid right now, man, he loves superheroes. Um, and like if you put a woman in there, he would be completely nonplussed. Ah, boys. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that's the end of the episode. So let's go ahead and move forward to episode number three. Let's talk it from the peanut gallery. Yeah, what is happening over there, Chan? <laughs> Control your Jerry, Chan. <laughs> Gotta Control edit that your out. Jerry, Chan. <laughs> oh my god. <sighs> the third episode is called The Con- Condor's Eye. And we open with an abduction of Premier Drawns. And I heard his name at least 17 times in this episode before I finally got a handle on what I actually thought it was. Yeah, I was I like, this, yeah. that can't be a name, right? That's like his title, maybe? <laughs> I haven't crossed off and rewritten here like literally five different times. This is crazy. <laughs> 
I think um, okay. maybe maybe by now my expectations were so low that this was maybe the best episode. <laughs> this was the best episode of the three. Why? What do you think was the best episode? You know, I can't. I, I, like I gotta the... go with the racist one. <laughs> of course, you no. choose that no, one. I, I, I actually, this is not a the thing I honestly man. thought about. I would, like <laughs> pro white man propaganda. Let's just. <laughs> um, no, I think of the three. My favorite one was the first one, only because, and only because. Um, there was that terrible riddle puzzle of Laurel yes. and Hardy in there. And th- that alone puts it like as a 0.7 as opposed to a 0.5. You know, Wait, like, that's, it, it, that's what dressed. puts it over the entry. The episode that made no sense about why there you was give a me a good Frank Gorshin Riddler puzzle. I am here for it. No, here's the lie. thing. The Condor's eye makes it seem like it sort of harkens back to to. You know, like it, it evokes this feeling of, of ooh, uh, it, this is going to be sort of a, a detective story or something like that. Okay. Like, okay. like the Maltese Falcon style. Uh, we, we will talk about that point when we get to it. I will say that I was not a fan of uh, this Condor King because basically it's a dude with a weak chin who got yelled at so much that he was so ugly. That he was like, I, I must be a mutant. I need to hang out with others of my own kind. <laughs> no, see, uh, also, I also think he's the scariest of the three. Like the first guy is all is all brawn, but he's not he's not thinking anything out. The second one is just sort of like a Godzilla type brainless monster. This is like he's a sentient, smart being who yeah. has plans and isn't acting them. So he's the scariest. Yeah, I, I felt like he actually like he had a motivation behind what he was doing. Whereas, yeah, it is yeah. kind of like the first two episodes were just like your slice of a children's show. Yeah, your monster of villain. the week. Yeah, exactly. I even yeah, thought I, maybe yeah. like we were like. I even thought maybe he wasn't going to destroy him at the end of this episode and that the Condor would be like a recurring villain, like a Mojo Jojo thing. Okay. That's no, the the Condor, they established that he is a mutant right away. His name is Kandar the Condor. Yeah. Okay. And, and this was kind of an upsetting point plot point to me is the fact that super president was able to track premier drones. Why? Because he gave him a commemorative coin called a lucky coin that has a mm. GPS tracker in it that yeah. he apparently gives to everyone. No, that yeah. gives you high shit. profile. Oh, I also liked this detail to be honest. Yeah. What, is it you, and yeah, you, he gives it to I high like that. profile people in case this is underhanded CIA bullshit. Yeah. Of course he's going to track them so he knows where they're going and probably listens in on their secret conversations oh, to see, heads of state. This is, this is that is so illegal. Yeah, hey, if they have nothing to hide, they shouldn't, uh, they <laughs> oh, shouldn't be worried no. about it. Yeah, this is why you would be a villain because you, you immediately are suspicious, whereas I am thinking, of course, these are people that could easily be kidnapped and ransomed that he is going to help. So what it's you're saying is that you won't mind... Things. Gina, you wouldn't mind if I put a tracker on you uh, just in case you got uh, kidnapped? Nah, I got, I got nothing going on. Also, like, uh, tracked your every movement? Yeah, I don't care. <sighs> to be fair, mm. Chan, we already know where Gina is pretty much 23 hours of the day. <laughs> I'm talking in normal life. <laughs> no, I'm talking about a normal life as well. I don't yeah. think her uh, schedule has changed a whole heck of a that's lot. True. That's fair. I mean, really, fair anytime... Point. Anytime you have your phone in your pocket, you are trackable. Yeah, like, exactly. Exactly. Not even tin yeah. tinfoil hats talk. That is real talk. Yeah. Thank you. 
like like afterwards when you're murdered that's how they figure out like what what they're like yeah well it pinged on this tower it pinged on that tower i've listened to to uh to you know a podcast or two the same same (laughs) jesus so they show up at this uh this remote island or something and they see condors there so they're and so super presence like yo we see condors here obviously this is the place we want to be and uh let's see they brainwash the premiere uh, that's what the condors are doing. He's going to brainwash him in this Manchurian candidate style thing and then put okay. him back in power, but serving the condor. Again, yep. this yeah. is cool. Okay. This is a deeper yeah, okay. level yeah. than, oh, shit, a monster showed up. We're going to kill And he was it. planning like, to do is- it to multiple people. Yeah, right? like I like I will say that this is a superior episode to the other two. This is a party yeah. trick that they used to do in the '60s, like hypnotism, like like a cluck like a chicken. Ha ha! Now go back home, and I will control your financial situation. I'm saying it's the best of three episodes, Chan. I'm and not I'm saying, saying it's better than the the best Westworld episode. I'm saying that out <laughs> of the turd sandwiches, this is the most delicious turd sandwich. I'm this saying there's it might be better than season two of Westworld. Ouch! Oh wow! Hot <laughs> there's a three way tie for last, and all of these episodes are in it. <laughs> um, okay, I just have here. Uh, we have to now catch Jerry. Uh, apparently Jerry Fox, I started to tune out around this point. I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, we got a lot of spears being thrown around because we're on an Island. We throw spears and then we throw more spears. And then, uh, premier, uh, drawn gets thrown into a giant pool of flames, but it's a, it's a bottomless pit of flames in a cauldron. I was a little confused. Yeah. Maybe one of you guys can, can clear this up for me. I was having a rough time with, with a lot of what was happening in this episode. Nope. Because because it was too it was too intelligent for you, right? It was is way this, over my head. Yeah, this is like problem. Legion all over again, except with a oh cartoon made for five year olds. <laughs> I mean, definitely Look. some some of the cut the way it was cut and cut away. You did think he was just directly thrown into a pit of flames, but it was like a deep, deep, deep yeah, a well with flames at the bottom, almost like a volcano. A well previously non-established until the moment he decided to throw him in it. It was just like, what is happening? Okay, so they end up, uh, uh, Super President smashes the tower that is the source of the mind control. And what was cool, and what I will agree with Gina about right here, is all the guards and all the henchmen were also under mind control. So when he smashes the tower, the guards all of a sudden are like, yo, I don't want to be doing this either. And that was a cool twist I was not prepared for. Yeah, yeah, this same. is the this is the guards in the Wizard of Oz when they go, "You killed her," and you realize they're happy about it and not angry. Mm. Yeah, and so okay, so they're free now, and so Condor guy tries to fly away, and Super President, who's got you know, you know Iron Man's got those repulsors on his hands and his feet. Well, Super President's wearing a belt on, <laughs> on his left and right hip. He has a little like. What is it like a pen? Something the size of a ballpoint pen shooting a tiny amount of, of exhaust out, and it allows him to fly as fast as he needs to. This is science. <laughs> We've already talked about the jetpack that he wears on his hips, but he ends up flying away, and we think, oh, but no, Condor's going to get away. To what you said, uh, Lauren, which is maybe he's going to be a recurring villain this week. That'd be awesome. nice. No, instead, Super President jumps on his back and turns his body into lead, very heavy. Mm. 
very toxic, also I would point out, and he ends up crashing the Condor Man into the ground, where much like the monster in the previous episode, I assume he donates his body to science afterwards. Yeah, I mean, dude, if if someone was a chunk of lead that size were on top of a human body, and that human body fell like two miles to the ground. Oh, yeah, he's dead. You'd think... But yeah. there he was, like, uh, apparently knocked out instead of just a stain on the carpet. I guess they didn't want to go for that hard R rating in Saturday morning <laughs> cartoon. I mean, they definitely did crash. Uh, they, they crushed some of the minions under one of the rocks at one point, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, and you don't see their corpses. So it's left to be, uh, you just have to assume they're dead. Yeah. That's Maybe our review that's of Super President. Could have used more corpses. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And that's it. That's Super President. <laughs> that's it. Three episodes. <laughs> Hope you enjoyed. That was Man of Steel. That was Monster of the Atoll. And that was the Condor's Eye. Yeah. I actually wrote here the Connor's Eye. And I was like, what is it? Like like one of those Roseanne spinoffs? <laughs> that's yes. the one missing. That was the Connor that was missing from that show. Bring in <laughs> that guy. Kandar the Condor. <sighs> Super President. Now, I will say right now, I knew about Super President actually before this uh, from the the show Cartoon Dump, which Bragger. was a live show with Frank Conniff uh, of Mystery Science Theater fame that uh, I got went to go see a whole bunch years and years and years ago here um, at the Center for Inquiry, the Steve Allen Theater on Hollywood oh. Boulevard. I am bragging right now, but they showed a lot of uh, they showed a lot of very bad old cartoons there, and Super President was in their rotation of cartoons uh, they watched. So I have huh. seen some of these episodes a while ago. This would have been like ten years ago at least, but uh, definitely Super President is not something you can easily forget once you have seen it the first. Yeah. Time. In terms, what of- other elements did you see him turn into? I'll be honest, like I've tuned out most of it, except for the the big line that I remembered was he is a superhero who can change his body into other forms. And his secret identity is the president of the United States. (laughs) I I mean, that's all you turn into a churro. Okay, Gina. Yes, I think he could turn into form of churro. (laughs) Cool. What would you okay? What would you do if you could turn yourself into a churro? Gina? It would just be like a cool party trick. (laughs) For What? Why what would if someone ate you though? Yeah. No here's, no, here's what you do. You bring a bunch of churros, but don't tell anyone that you brought them. And then you leave it in your car. And then and then when you're like, hey guys, it's cool. I can turn into like anything. Ask me to turn into anything. And then they're like, okay, turn into lead and wood and all this stupid crap. And then you turn into a churro, and then someone's like, Oh, that just makes me want churros right now. And then you're like, I got you, brother. And then you bring out the churros. Brother. No, this would be like if you Hulk Hogan. If you got super drunk at a party and were like, hey everybody, look at my penis. And then you whipped it out and then you're like, hey, I got hot dogs in the car. Let me go get them. Who wants hot dogs now? That is not a good party trick. Are you telling you guys I'm real those hot dogs though? 100% no right now. Because I'm pretty sure you would. Go he's for not some touching ballpark them with pranks. his penis. He's just asked to have hot dogs. He has we hot dogs in his car. That. We don't know that. Not <laughs> well, we don't know that Thank at you. any point about anybody. <laughs> I know, and that's why I'm happy to not leave my house. <laughs> guys, guys, I can say right now, you do know it about me. <laughs> oh, steak anus. God damn it, Lord. Why do we have you on the show? <laughs> 
Okay. Lauren Sharp, <laughs> thank you so much for being a part of the show. Our time uh, is nearly over. Yeah. Uh, tell so the people fun. at home the social media that they can follow you on as well as like projects, ways that they can like uh, support you online. All right. All right. Um, you can find me at, L, uh, at LL Cool Sharp on the gram, on Twitter and on TikTok. And I'm at, on YouTube at youtube.com forward slash Lauren Sharf. Secured that URL. It was a, uh, and Sharf is spelled S-C-H-A-R-F. It's German for spicy. And uh, yeah, you can find us at the pack when uh, our, my team, Hot City at the pack, when we're up and running again. But we are doing a, a live Twitch stream show. That's how you say those words, right? Are uh, we just complaining s- about this? <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Well, you're all invited to my uh, lives. It's a found footage show that we're doing where we, uh, it's America's funniest hot cityos. <laughs> ah. Please don't sue us, AFE. <laughs> <laughs> And also invite Gina like two or three times to that because she'll yeah. really appreciate. I'll make sure. I'll make sure she gets the invite. I'll like even mail it invited. too. We're all at home. <laughs> I like oh it. yeah, I like yeah. it. <laughs> uh, okay, Rad. Well, thank you so much. Well, guys, if you want to support this show, you can always go to Facebook.com/slash Knowing Is Half the Podcast, or let's see, Patreon.com. Guys, we're doing Patreon episodes. We're having a good time with it. Patreon.com/slash Knowing Is Half the Podcast. Uh, $5 gets you the uh, secret bonus vault where you get over, what, at this point, 375 episodes of this show. Holy crap. Including a lot of stuff not found on the feed, which has been reduced mostly to G.I. Joe and a handful of other episodes like Super President. Wow. That's that's my pitch. Wow. Okay. You can also hit us up on Twitter at G.I. Joe Podcast or at Prez Serpentor with a Z. Wouldn't you know it? In 2016, Serpentor, the Cobra Emperor, became president of the United States in a parallel universe. And wouldn't you know it? His world coincides very well with our own. There's a pandemic happening there as well. Yeah, how's he handling that pandemic right about now? Well, he put Dr. Mindbender in charge of it. Okay, and then decided to talk over him. And now he's got Cobra Commander working on a vaccine right now, and he has renamed the virus the G.I. Joe virus. Oh. Because words words matter. Yeah. It's going exactly as poorly as you think it would. (laughs) Otherwise, you can hit me up on Twitter. I'm at Almighty Ray. At 999 RPMs. I'm at Gina Ippy. I guess I should have asked you guys if you had anything else you want to plug, but I know better at this point. (laughs) (laughs) Jan, WWE recap. Wow. Gina, watch the unicorn by Babe Squad. It's a comic. (laughs) Ray, just listen to this and and some other show I'm on. (laughs) Okay, bye. (laughs) Good. I'm sure Steel Man won't mind hanging on while we call the military police. That's right, Commander. And don't worry about Steel Man getting away. He's decided to stick around for a while. (laughs) Hey, it's Brent Pope, the host of Breakfast with Brent Pope. You've seen me on some of your favorite TV shows saying things like, Give it up, Jimmy. You gotta sink this putt to win. On Breakfast with Brent Pope, I sit down with guests from the entertainment world and we do it all over breakfast. Or should I say breakfast? Every week on Breakfast, you get inside Hollywood info and tips, great breakfast wrecks and booty debates. Most of all, you get the most delightful 30 minutes of your week. So dig in. It's breakfast time. Listen at breakfast.com, Apple Podcasts, or wherever fine podcasts are found.